Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's ein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hallo und willkommen zu Gegenpressing, der Bundesliga-Podcast. Das ist die Prediction Show und I'm your host Manu Veth. Hier Stefan Bienkowski. Stefan, how's it going? Yeah, very well. Looking forward to some really tasty fixtures this weekend in the Bundesliga. Um, and what kind of feels like we're just kind of at this point in the season where just about anyone can beat anyone. Um, I know that's kind of what the Bundesliga is always like and that's why we love it, but... It really does kind of feel like trying to pull these predictions together this week was a struggle. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's interesting. Um, I'm actually really, really excited for this match day because it's my first match day in person, Stefan. Um, of the of, or not of the season. I've been for a few games already this season, but um, of this calendar year, and um, I'm actually at Bayern against Bochum, um, and I'm. You know, when I originally booked the 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 accreditation request for this, I thought this would be a pretty clear affair. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about it more in depth. But then I saw the midweek game. Um, we recapped the cup games yesterday, right? And um, now I'm not so sure it's actually going to be quite as clear as people, or Bayern fans particularly, might hope for. Um, but there's so many other games, I think, that are going to be just so interesting. And um, it's going to be fun to see it. Um, all being actually in Germany. Um, Stefan, I have to say, though, it's cold. It's really <laughs> cold across this country right now. Um, <laughs> so if you are going to the stadium, bring your long johns. It's, uh, yeah, um, I made the, I, I, my sister, is, she, lives, she lives pretty close to where I'm staying. I'm staying with my parents and I walked home from her place last night and, oh, yeah, I went straight to the bones. Yeah, I don't envy you at all. It's always something that totally gets overlooked when you go to these games. Um, always absolutely Baltic, as we would say in my part of the world. Um, but yeah, that's 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 why you need a hot cup of Glühwein or something. I don't know. But I remember whenever I used to go to, yeah. um, when I used to start going to Queens Park games in Glasgow, we used to play. Well, they they used to play the Hamden Stadium, which is the national team stadium, which fifty mm-hmm. fifty five thousand, but they averaged a crowd of about 500, so we would be sitting in this huge bowl stadium with the wind blowing around us, and it was when I very quickly became accustomed to Bovril, which I don't know what the equivalent of it is in Germany. It's just basically like this... It's like a mm. it's like a warm, meaty soup. Uh, it's almost like... A, <laughs> it's almost like meat stock or something. I don't even know how to describe it, but you would just buy it and hold mm. it to keep yourself warm and then eventually drink it. <laughs> um, honestly, it's yeah. like it's like honestly. I remember I'm I'm currently rewatching Game of Thrones right now with my wife because she's never seen it and if, I'm getting kind of <laughs> I'm getting kind of uh, pictures of them north of the wall or something, you know, like <laughs> dealing with the snow. It's a bit like that watching football in Europe at this time of year. Mm. Oh, it definitely is. Um... I I remember I once um, did a game um, in late November in St. Petersburg 
Frankfurt. It was a Champions League game and it was minus 15 degrees. And this was in the old uh, Petrovsky Stadium. So it was an open, it's an open ball, right? Mm. So it's right on the water. So you had minus 15 Ooh. degrees plus wind chill plus, plus high humidity. And um, I just, this, this, this stadium was disgusting. It was like one of these Soviet concrete balls. And I just remember like just staying the entire halftime in the bathroom because it was heated. <laughs> and then leaving 10 minutes early. And in the moment I got to the hotel room, I just turned on the hot shower and uh, I stayed in this hot shower. I kid you not for a full hour. It was one of those moments where like even the bones were cold. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, as journalists, we usually have to uh, type as well at the same time, which makes it impossible yeah. sometimes. <laughs> anyway, enough complaining. Yeah. We should get into these predictions. Anyways, we should uh, we should get into these predictions right after this break. This episode of the Gig Pressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC. MMA, and much more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE that is believe b l e a v believe to receive your fir- first reward bet online ag where the game starts yeah so um bundesliga match day oh my god which match day is it 20 i think it's 20 right uh, good um, i should know this it's think... not very professional of me yes, yes match day 20 yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it kicks off uh, today, um, later today, um, Schalke against Wolfsburg. Um, yeah, you hear the surprise of me saying today because usually we record this uh, on Friday, right? Uh, Thursday, when because I'm in Canada, so we have to record it the day before. But um, yeah, I'm in Germany, so we get to record it the morning off, uh, which is kind of nice uh, before we actually start our shift the transfer market. Um, but Stefan, uh, Schalke against Wolfsburg. Um, I had some troubles putting this result together because a part of me thinks that Schalke have been better, a little bit better lately, and Wolfsburg have struggled. So I kind of, I almost went with a one-one or even maybe a two-one win for Schalke, but then I just look at the quality and I, I just can't. I just think that Wolfsburg are going to win this game, and so I did settle ultimately for a two-nil win for Wolfsburg. Um, but yeah, my thought process went back and forward here. How about you? Yeah, I've actually gone for 2-0 as well. Uh, in, in classic fashion on this podcast, we always seem to predict the same result on a Friday, which I think is because there's very rarely... They, they always keep the big clashes, I think, for the Saturdays and even the Sunday afternoons. Feels like Friday's always an afterthought with the DFL. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I I completely agree with you, to be honest. Schalke have been better in recent weeks. I think the key thing is that they've really kind of fixed that defence. They've had two clean sheets. Um, it remains to be seen whether that's down to Schalke actually looking much better. I think they have looked better, but I think a large part of it's also the fact that they played a cologne side that were still kind of getting back on their feet uh, and a Gladbach team who, you know, have kind of been blown hot and cold this season and yeah I think Wolfsburg will be a different beast um, I know they got thumped off um, 
obviously Bayern Munich last week. Um, but they did show plenty of kind of attacking intent in that game. They obviously picked up two goals, but even before Bayern scored that trio of goals in the first 20-25 minutes, uh, Wolfsburg actually came really close to actually opening the scoring. So I don't. I think. Um, I mean, as we said on that preview show and the main show this week, that result. I saw that result coming a mile off, but that's not to say that Wolfsburg have lost any of that attacking bite, and I think that will probably prove too much for Schalke. So yeah, I've gone for what will probably end up being a comfortable win for Wolfsburg. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, that's a Friday fixture, and, and you're right. I think other than maybe doing Oktoberfest when they often have Bayern play the state, this is this is not really um, a fixture that is that a big fixture, um, which is which is interesting. I think they like putting the Bayern games during Oktoberfest on Friday because it's, um, it's too late for people who've already drunk to go to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it seems that's the only time we really see like the really big clubs play um, was during Oktoberfest. But anyways, let's get into the Saturday fixtures. And I also want to add um, this show is always also brought to you with an association with Get German Football News. Need to give those guys a shout out because they're always so kind and sharing uh, this podcast. Um, but let's get into the Saturday fixtures. And the first match, and um, I, ca I can't stress this often enough, the way we pick these games uh, the way we predict them the, the the is because that's how they are arranged on the bundesliga.com uh, app <laughs> so and the first match that they're showing at the three the first 330 match they're showing is Bayern against Bochum which is, is my game of the week um one reason uh, is because I'm going um to this match interestingly enough I, this is also a game that I did last year um last season rather when it was still Back then, it was still pretty tough. I think the the Allianz Arena was restricted to just ten thousand um, at the time um, because of the COVID measures, right? Um, God, that's over. And um, so it was a little bit of a ghostly kind of affair, kind of strange. Um, of course, it's going to be very different this time around. Thank God. Um, really looking forward to it, though, and. You know, when I went to, when I saw these two play last time, Bayern thumped Bochum seven one. Um, I don't think that's going to happen quite this time. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit closer, but I, because you know of the midweek game too, and I think Bochum actually was quite impressive against Dortmund. Their work rate was quite high, but Jali Arena is is a difficult place to play, regardless of what Niko Kovac might tell you. Um, and I think that Bayern Munich are ultimately going to win this game three one. Mm, yeah, I, I think I have to agree with you there. I've gone for a 2-1 win for Bayern because I, I think it will be a really tough match. It will be a lot to ask Bochum to kind of wrestle Dortmund and Bayern in the space of, what, four or five days, I guess. Mm. Um, yeah. Obviously, Bayern or Bayern, they've kind of looked back to the best these last couple of games, at least in that Wolfsburg match. I think there's still certainly a case that, um, you know, they're not exactly back to 100% unstoppable Bayern. I think there's still issues in that team. I think the defence is still wide open to be honest with you. But you know, we saw how well Kingsley Coleman did in that game. Musiala, Thomas Muller, these guys all started to kind of look back to their best, more or less. And as much as I think Bochum have improved in recent weeks and may even be able to kind of stave off relegation this season, I feel like a trip to the Allianz Arena might be beyond them. So yeah, I've gone for a 2-1 win for Bayern. 
Yeah, I think the only thing I want to add, this is actually a really interesting match historically too, because the two um, groups, the two fan groups have quite a close relationship, right? Um, what they call in German fan friendship um, or fan friendship um, that dates back to 1973. So this is... Uh, I think I wrote in my preview for I wrote in my preview for Get German Football News. So we need to get that fixed, Stefan. Um, I wrote forty years. It's actually fifty years now um, that this, this fan friendship has lasted. And um, so, yeah, I guess I'd be really curious to see if the the ultras of the two fan groups are going to do something special about this. Um, yeah, so it should be should be a really good atmosphere um, and a fun game to watch. But yeah, enough about uh, Bayern against Bochum. The next match is uh, Freiburg against Stuttgart. This is actually a really good one too. This is a derby, uh, Baden-Württemberg derby. Badensers against Swabians. Um, two very different groups of people um, in, in Baden-Württemberg, very south against the central core, right? University town against industrial town. Um, always an interesting fixture. And I actually went here with a 2-0 win for Freiburg. How about you? 2-0, did you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got, I've got the exact same one, actually. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I, I feel like uh, I feel Freiburg kind of made a meal of uh, their midweek game in the Pokal. Uh, they certainly looked okay in it, but obviously had to leave it late. Uh, it looked like quite a kind of laborious effort for them as well. So there's maybe some suggestions that they might look quite heavy-legged in this game, but I just feel like Freiburg are quite good at picking up the points they have to pick up this season. Um they certainly have their limits, but I think the Stuttgart side uh, are by no means uh, a formidable foe at the moment. Uh, you know, they were sh- they were kind of showing signs that they might have some sort of fight in them at the start of the year when they picked up two draws. But, you know, since then, they've, they've lost to RB Leipzig and Werder Bremen. So I'm finding it very hard to find positives for Stuttgart right now. And I think Freiburg are doing absolutely fine. Um Yes, they might not be able to beat the Dortmunds, the Leipzigs, the Bayern Munichs of this world right now, but I think Stuttgart won't put up much of a fight, to be honest. So, yeah, I've gone for a 2-0 win for Freiburg. Mm, yeah. Okay, well, we agree here. Let's see if we agree for this next one. Uh, Mainz against Augsburg, and I went for the classic 1-1 draw in this one. How about you? <sighs> I've also gone for a 1-1 draw. This is ridiculous. But we've already got three of the same results. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's funny thing is you actually sent me your results, or your predictions over before we recorded. Um, and I intentionally didn't look at them because I'm like, right, I need to write mine first. Uh, don't want to sh- Even if I was like, I don't want to show any sort of bias. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like um, this game's just. I feel like this game's just kind of one in which you've got two teams who are actually looking quite good in twenty twenty three. Augsburg, in particular, I think, have kind of been picking up some really interesting results recently. They obviously beat uh, Leverkusen last week, and then they beat Gladbach the week before that. Um, blowing hot and cold, but then of course uh, Mainz are kind of doing much the same actually. But they beat uh, Bochum and came quite close against Union Berlin. So. Yeah, I, I think um, I feel like these teams are both very evenly matched. Uh, I feel like they're both going to be very close to each other uh, come the end of the season. Um, their home and away results are uh, their home and away um, records actually are almost identical. Uh, so yeah, this felt like a very not easy but a very enticing match to 
to pick a drawing, so that's exactly what I did. Yeah. Well, okay, so uh, I have no idea what you, what, what really the results that you tipped. Um, so I'm really curious to see if we're going to finally diverge in this next one. Hoffenheim against Leverkusen. And I went for a 2-2 draw um, simply because I think there is going to be a little bit of a new manager bounce under uh, Pellegrino Materazzo for Hoffenheim. While at the same time, I don't think that Hoffenheim have enough quality to actually completely see off Leverkusen. Um, so I think Pellegrino's Materazzo's reign will start with a 2-2 draw. Um, so curious, is this the result that you also have? <laughs> Uh, no uh, luckily we have diverged on this okay, one okay thank god <laughs> but I don't entirely disagree with you to be honest with you um, you know there is that kind of idea of the new manager bounce and whether it's actually true or a myth I guess is up for debate but mm. it's not hard to foresee a Hoffenheim tie, uh, side doing better than they have done recently which has been abject failure to be honest with you so you know, I th- I think they probably mm-hmm. will put up a bit of a fight, but I also kind of feel like this Leverkusen side might go into this match with something of a point to prove. Uh, they started the season or they started the year quite well, uh, but they've now picked up two wins, uh, two defeats in a row. Uh, a really kind of bitter defeat to Dortmund, which still not entirely sure they deserved, uh, and then of course quite a surprising defeat to Augsburg last weekend. So. I feel like Xabi Alonso probably would have put a lot of emphasis on turning things around in this game, and I just feel like they probably have too much quality about them. So, yeah, I've gone for a 2-1 win for Leverkusen in this game. Hmm, okay. Well, I, I, I'm glad that we actually have a different opinion on one of the games. Let's see if it's the same for the next one. So the next one, that's actually your match of the week. Um, and, Stefan, I'm curious which what's your prediction is, prediction is here. Um, I went for a 4-1 Dortmund win. And the reason I went for it um, is because Bremen is the kind of team that will do quite well, I think, this year. But they have three or four games in them um, in every half season where they will just get completely overruled by their opponent. And I think this might be one of them. Um, So, yeah, I went for a 4-1 Dortmund win. I'm curious what you think. So I've gone for Dortmund win as well, but I don't think it's going to be as conclusive as that. Um, I think if you kind of look at Dortmund on the road this season, they've blown <clears throat> very hot and cold. <clears throat> you know, for every kind of 2 0 win against Leverkusen, uh, there's been a defeat to Gladbach or defeat to Wolfsburg, and you know, which again contrasts quite a lot with the recent, or not the recent, but their last away win over Frankfurt, I think, uh, back in maybe November, October. So. They blow, they blow hot and cold, just like Werder Bremen. Uh, and I also think, just like Werder Bremen, they really emphasise um, attacking football over just about everything else. Um, and really almost blow caution to the wind, when it, or throw caution to the wind, rather, when it comes to defensive work. So I kind of picked this as my game of the week, just because, you know, I think culturally, or maybe for the spectacle off the pitch, you could easily turn to maybe Leipzig versus Union Berlin, where there's maybe a real kind of clash, or maybe Cologne versus Frankfurt. Um, But I think in terms of an actual kind of sporting spectacle, and you know, if I wanted someone who'd never watched the Bundesliga to sit down and get what it means, I'd pick this game, because it's two teams who are going to just run into each other for 90 minutes. Very little emphasis on defending. Nobody really cares how many goals they concede, it's just as long as they score one more than the other guy. Uh, and that's why I've gone for three two win for Dortmund. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. 
Okay, so 3-2, Stefan, is actually the result I picked for the next game for Leipzig against Union Berlin, which is the top spiel of uh, of this weekend, of this upcoming weekend. And I mean, it is in true fashion a top spiel. It's second against fourth uh, in the Bundesliga. Both those teams uh, within a shout of Bayern Munich still. Um, I guess this is one where Dortmund and Bayern will both try to ensure that they get these three points because, you know, there is rivals, um, at least one of those rivals, or maybe both will lose points, right? And I think in this case, it will be Union. Um, but I do think that this will be a fascinating match. So, yeah, I went for a 3-2 win for Leipzig. Um, and I think this is a game that everyone should be tuning into. Mm. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. Um, did you give me your prediction there? Sorry, if I'm overheard. Three two, of course. Oh, sorry for it's to Leipzig. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's going to be a great game. To be honest, um, arguably, maybe even a title can a tit- not a title, um, not a title predictor or dis- decider, but a game between two teams who are technically, you know, in the title race at this moment in time. Um, I think it probably means a lot more to Leipzig than it does to Union Berlin, obviously, because Leipzig probably have this internal pressure to keep pace with Bayern Munich, um, whereas Union Berlin, despite what you know people may thrust upon them and hopes and dreams of maybe neutrals around the world, uh, their goal is obviously just to try and finish in the top four or finish as top as high as they can. They don't really have any self-appointed importance on kind of catching Bayern, but... Um, I I really do. If you can, even if you kind of, and then I think most important as well is if you look at the way that are are the fixtures that Leipzig have coming up in the next kind of three or four weeks domestically, uh, they're really getting put through the ringer in terms of some of the biggest teams in Germany. So, uh, you know, they could go on and win this game, show their credentials again, um, and you know, really take confidence from that going into another, uh, going into a really tough run of fixtures. Or they could buckle here and the next three or four weeks could end up being extremely difficult for them. I kind of talked about the way that Bayern have managed to negotiate two really difficult ties recently against uh, Leipzig themselves and Frankfurt. And this is kind of what Sir Alex Ferguson used to call the squeaky bum time, where in the sense that like this is when you know a team a team really shows whether they're capable of doing that final ten or five percent um to kind of keep pace. So It'd be a really interesting match to see how Leipzig do in that game. And I think they probably will do it. Um, I've gone for a very narrow 2-1 win for Leipzig just because um, they do remain undefeated at home this season. Um, I think they've actually, you know, regardless of what's what's really happened this season, they have kind of managed to put up a really formidable home record. It's the best in the division, actually. Match le- leveled only by Union Berlin. Uh, whereas you know Union have dropped points uh, on the road um, quite recently as well, actually. So I, I think I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a great game between two really really tight gate teams. But I think Leipzig should edge this one, uh, and I've gone for a two-one win for for Leipzig. Yeah, so we both agree here. It's going to be a, a narrow Leipzig win, uh, which should keep them um, on pace with with Bayern, and I guess. Um, Bayern and I guess uh, Dortmund as well, um, which is of course really important for them. Um, that gets us to the Sunday matches: um, Hertha Berlin against Gladbach. Um, Hertha are in a lot of trouble. 
um, Stefan. They are currently 17th with just 14 points from 19 games. Um, and I don't think this is going to get much better for them on this weekend. I think uh, Gladbach is going to, to edge this game with a 1-0 victory. Mm, interesting. I've gone for a draw in this match. Um, I don't really know why I think Hertha will take a point from it. I think it's less to do with Hertha, you know, pulling off some sort of miracle and putting on a good performance and more just the fact that I'm still really unconvinced by this Gladbach side, especially from home. I know they have, I've kind of praised them at times, Gladbach, in the sense that they certainly look better than they did last season, for example, but I think on the road, they still really struggle. They've only managed to pick up one win all season on the road, um, four defeats and four draws. And this just kind of looks like a classic game in which they'd struggle to kind of really see it out to be honest with you I just don't think they really seem for some reason one reason or another they just seem incapable of doing that at the moment so uh, I think I've gone for a 1-1 draw which in the grand scheme of things doesn't do any team any favours uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be a pretty frustrating and annoying match for both teams uh, so sorry about that no. <laughs> um, yeah I don't think you have to apologise to anyone um, maybe other than uh, Hertha and Gladbach fans but uh, here we are uh, that's the that brings us to the final game of the weekend, and this is actually quite a big one too. Uh, Köln against Frankfurt. We talked about Frankfurt quite a bit in the uh, DFB Pokal Roundup show, the midweek show, right? Um, about how spectacular they are to watch at the moment, and um, how much energy they seem to be expanding to to keep up with this pace and i i actually personally think that they're still in this title race even though they're they're now fifth but um you know because of other teams playing against each other taking points of each other i think that they're still kind of in it and um i think when everything when the dust settles um on this match day i think they will be certainly still in it because i actually think that they're going to beat Köln uh 3-1 wow so you what what makes you think that they'll be so dominant over Clone? I just think if they play the same way they get against Darmstadt, um, if they bring that energy, and I, I, you know that Köln is is a is a stadium that's um, has that carnivalesque atmosphere, and I think that is just something that suits this team. Mm. Yeah, you know they, they are kind of like they 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 take the they they hate the ener- they take the energy even if the world is against them. Hmm. Um, so I think they will just relish the fact that, that they're playing in a stadium that's not going to like them and yeah I I, this, I just can't see this Frankfurt side going away anytime soon from a top 4 challenge either yeah no I, I don't disagree with that really but I, I do I've kind of came down on the side of caution and um, you know I think Cologne have looked better in recent weeks um, they certainly seem to have kind of I want to say stopped the rot in the sense that they looked like they were really struggling in the first half of the season, but you know they kind of kicked off the year with an incredible win over Werder Bremen, and they've ground out some really impressive draws recently uh, against Leipzig and Bayern Munich. And I think if you compare that to Frankfurt, who I I, I keep kind of suggesting suggesting that the wheels, not so much the wheels are going to fall off, but it looks like they're kind of grinding to halt in a sense. They've now dropped points in each of the last three away games and I don't know if it's because they've now got one eye in the Champions League returning um, or maybe players are getting injured. It feels to me at times they're also maybe a little almost too reliant on Kola Moani. They've now got to this point where they're like, well, he'll he'll pull us out of trouble. Um, 
And yeah, I don't know. We kind of talked about this in the bonus show actually after that um, Paul Cal game, and we kind of went back and forth on this as to you know whether all these big games one after the other actually benefit them or not. Because um, I think that I think that Paul Cal match, just watching it was exhausting. Never mind, you know, playing in it. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I I am I I I do kind of feel like Frankfurt are going to maybe drop off. I don't think. If you kind of look at like the way the top four is going right now, I'd be very, I'd be actually quite impressed if they don't kind of pull off right, or they don't kind of maybe peel off. But and and then of course I think on Sunday will be a, be a further example because I think I've gone for a two-two draw, um, because and it's just down to the fact that I think Clone have looked much better in recent weeks. They've they've managed to grind out results and contrastingly Frankfurt just keep, seem to keep dropping points at home. Uh, sorry, on the road. Uh, and having just played a really grueling German Cup game in midweek, I think uh, all three points might be beyond them. Hmm. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I think it's a tasty, tasty match to round up uh, match day 20. Um, I'm really excited to see it. I'm really excited to take heart in it this week. Um, as I hope you enjoyed the matches too. Um, I just was going to say, as always, this show is brought to you in association with Get German Football News. And this podcast is sponsored by Bet Online. Stefan, this has, as always, been a blast. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up this week? Uh, no, just to say it's been fun having you back in Europe and recording at Sociable Hours. Uh, but I fear like that might be over because you're going to be spending most of next week on the ski slopes. So... Uh, just I've, <laughs> this is just a warning to our poor subscribers to bear with us because the shows might be coming out at all sorts of times, but we'll see how we go. On. Assuming Manu doesn't f- fly into a oak tree or something or a fir tree uh, on a slope somewhere, <laughs> and does a Manuel Neuer? Yeah. No, no. So because unlike Manuel Neuer, I actually ski fast. <laughs> <laughs> you're not what you're not one of those weird Germans um, that favors a country skiing, are you? Or cross country skiing? God no. I, I grew up in Bavaria. Um <laughs> we go up we go alpine skiing. Uh, my my wife, my partner, she's really into cross country skiing because you know it's not fast and she's Canadian, but no. yeah, no, I'm I'm an alpine skier. <laughs> I learned how to ski when I was I think it was three. Um, so, yeah, I saw a really good stand-up. Yeah. You know how you get these stand-up clips on uh, Instagram and stuff. I saw someone making fun of uh, alpine, mm. or not alpine skiing, a uh, cross-country skiing. He's like, you know that bit when you get to the bottom of a ski slope and you have to do that awkward walk to the uh, the lift. Yeah, that's all. That's all cross-country yeah. skiing is. And I have no idea why people enjoy it, <laughs> but I completely agree. So, I've done it in Canada, in the back country. Um, when there's when you actually do it a beautiful landscape and then it kind of makes sense yeah but if you do it in europe in the alps where everything is built up yeah i'm like why (laughs) yeah i actually it's a good point i remember the one time i did something similar to it It wasn't quite cross-country skiing but it was basically a very long uh very shallow uh slope i guess it was designed for maybe cross-country skiing uh i did it in oregon when i was there and yeah, you do yeah. get you do get better views when you do those slopes, I suppose. But maybe that's I don't know. Anyway, this is bizarrely off topic, so maybe 
let these people go and get back to the Bundesliga. <laughs> yeah, it is absolutely off topic. But yes, we'll have shows next week. They will just be brought to you from a ski resort in Austria rather than from Munich. Um, and then I'll be back at, at actually in the stadium on the weekend after. Um, so I'll be um, doing games the weekend after as well. Um, so yes, bear with us. It's going to be slightly different times maybe, um, but we'll keep you up to date. Uh, thanks again for listening. Um, until next time. Auf Wiedersehen. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.